Have you been tested? For COVID? Sure. Oh, I've never been tested. I've never had blood work. Well, I mean, I, I did probably when I was younger, and I've gone through a lot of surgeries when I was younger. But as an adult, I've never been tested for anything. May I ask what your surgeries were when you were younger? Obviously, uh, you a may. cheek lift. <laughs> Looks like you had some dental These implants. Be- I do have dental implants. You hair, are actually right about that one. for the one. beard. <laughs> <laughs> the face plugs. Mm-hmm. Well, Sean, my first surgery uh, was when I was, I think, two, and I had some sort of growth on the back of my head. I don't know what it was, but my uncle did that surgery. I had to get it cut off. I've got this gnarly divot in my skull. It's I'm sorry, real I have, cool. I have to ask, is your uncle a doctor? Uh, no, he's a dentist. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my uncle is a general surgeon. So he he's a doctor. At, he's well, a he has doctor. his doctorate in literature. <laughs> he has his PhD in American history. He was a chaplain, I'll have you know. Uh, <laughs> the reverend The worst doctor. doctorate of all. Uh yeah, so he is. He worked at Depair, and that's how I have scrubs, and that's why I worked at Depair because I worked for him and his little practice for like a year, because they took pity on me because I needed money. Uh, thank you, Uncle Daryl and Aunt Rhonda. And then I got my this finger. That's it. Got chopped off the middle finger. So the very tip of it, it was my brother's first day of school, and I didn't want him to go. And I put my hand out as the door was closing, and it just sliced off the uh, the whole edge of the tip so my uncle daryl sewed that back on so i'm essentially a frankenstein of my uncle daryl and then uh a bunch of uh mouth surgeries because this canine my left uh canine got pushed up and turned upside down when it was growing in i think it was from a fall that i had it was a pretty wicked fall uh but it broke all the bones in this area so i had to get a bone graft from cadaver bones so i had to get those put into my mouth because the tooth didn't come back down we were waiting for it to arrive so they had to extract it like everything was broken in there so we had to get the bone graft and then i had to get an implant and then this tooth is half of an implant (laughs) so those those were the the main ones the big bad boys <laughs> Chapter <Yeah>. ten. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Sean. <laughs> well, we're gonna read a book that uh that Leslie here cut his teeth with Ooh. as a young man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for beans, for his weekly beans. Yeah, for his ration of rice. He rented out a cabin for like $100 a month to write these. Is that true? Yeah. Did he write them all at once, like in a month? He would write one a week. But, yeah, he rented out a cabin that only cost $100 a week. So within one book, he paid off his entire month's worth of rent. So he would wake up. He would just go fishing. 
Uh, he would eat whatever he caught that morning, but he would have these huge breakfasts. Like, here we are thinking he's living this life of poverty and trying to take care of his children. But no, as I was reading the the it's history book hustle. on him, yeah, he was just like he chilling and living this from great his life. Family. <laughs> they did not know. You do not get to eat my fish. This Where were mine. you? I was poor. <laughs> but I'm back. But I'm back. You know, uh, I, the... I noticed my own life mm-hmm. is, I don't know if, I, if it's, it's, I mean, affected by to a degree, but I notice these crescendos of my own personal narrative that sync up with these books. This and, is interesting. It, well, I mean, if you, if you look back two months ago, just what was happening in my life, I had a bunch of projects that were starting to pop up. Things were getting a little busy for me work-wise. Yeah. And that's when we're starting this book. And that always comes with that excitement and, you know, what is, you know, who are these characters going to be? What is the crime? How are these things going to tie together? How many dots are they going to have to connect? (laughs) And now we're getting to this, uh, this next phase of, you know, we're getting to the middle of the book where what, what is going to happen has happened. And now we got to find out, we got to send these boys in to figure it out. And yeah. that brings with it a different kind of excitement, a very, uh, a very tense excitement. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and a suspense. Suspense is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And then as we we get to, you know, chapters 16, 17, 18, that's when we start to get this momentum. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, baby. And speaking of, what we were talking about just before we recorded was the inauguration. Yes, we were. And the twentieth, January. Yeah, we're gonna so be. So you say. I I can't do the math this quickly, but we're gonna be finishing this book in the end of January, beginning of February. So this exact like excitement, everything is gonna be synced up with the election, uh, or with the inauguration of our new president, which is just a relief in some like January, February is gonna be great. We're gonna start oh, yeah. distributing some vaccines. Uh, yeah. It's still going to be bad for a while, and the virus will be probably worse than it's ever been at that point. Uh, oh, for sure. But hope. Hope is what we're going to have, and it's 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 this chapter. It's, or it's this book. It's running parallel to it. And I would say the same thing happened with the last book and and the beginning of the pandemic and how this all, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorta... my goodness. Yeah, what a strange situation that was. Yeah. So again, I don't, I don't know how much I don't you know chicken and the egg causation versus correlation, but yeah. my emotions with how I approach this book are definitely in sync with my emotions uh, about what is happening around me in the real world. Whoa! Yeah, I like that. You just got deep. You got real deep as you drank from a mug that says mug. <laughs> this is this is one of my top three favorite mugs. Do you recognize the the design here? I do. That is a Teespring design, correct? It, no. No, then I guess I don't. Uh, this is an orange mug that says City of St. Louis mug in the same font and likeness that all of the trucks in St. Louis. It'll say, like, City of St. Louis forestry, City of St. Louis you know, refuse city of St. Louis streets department. So like that's the branding for all the trucks in the city. They just have like their department written in lowercase in this font. 
Huh, so, I've never once noticed that. I have a mug that says mug. Can I tell you something really embarrassing? Please. So, <laughs> the first time I ever saw a City of St. Louis flag was on your Ultimate Frisbee uniform. Yeah. So, one time I'm with Keith and I see the flag out in the wild. I said, they must be on Sean's Frisbee team. He goes, that's the city of St. Louis's flag, you dum-dum. Which, of course, that is not what he said. I, I'm being nicer to myself here. Yeah. But I've never been so embarrassed. I've never once noticed that we had our own flag and that's what it was. To me, it is just the Sean Hotley ultimate Frisbee flag. And uh, it. Uh, anytime I see it, I laugh now. Well, I have a um, good old laugh at it. That's, it's a great flag. It's a really cool-looking flag. It is, but I'm not shocked that I have no idea and I did not get the reference of that font because well, I don't be notice fair, those things. You're a county boy. Oh, yeah, baby. You better watch out. It's crazy it, in the county. And the flag is for the city, not the county. So you're saying I should create a county flag. I'm saying you should create a county flag, yes. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking we're about to get some county flags. I don't know what it would look like. Uh, probably a target. <laughs> okay, like the a target the, and a Lowe's. The, yeah, I was gonna say like the store, but I was gonna call it a grocery store. I'm like, no, it's a department store, right? I'm gonna say grocery. Then I realized, oh, it is, it's also a grocery store now. Yeah, they do. Everything. There's a whole grocery store. They have got a Starbucks inside of Targets now. What is going on with the world? There's your flag. It's a <laughs> Starbucks logo inside of a Target logo. <laughs> Next That's to a Lowe's. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> the flag is like my flag has a flag inside of it next to a Lowe's. So oh. my flag will have the Lowe's in the black in the background with the flag in the foreground. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It does not make sense. No, it does make sense. Uh, I'm working on I'm working on some Christmas gifts. The holidays oh, are I'm upon trying, us. Yeah, I know. It's it's stressful. You want to get a good one. I don't want to talk about what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. But I'm thinking about it. And later, one day, we will revisit this after Christmas. And we'll talk about the flag on the flag. Ooh, okay. And and how that's related to my Christmas. I cannot wait. I'm very excited for You'll this. You'll have to wait, David. Well, you know me. I don't like to wait. It's It's not a thing I do. Because when I wait, I forget. I just got to get it out right then and there. Otherwise, it'll never happen. You got to you gotta make life happen. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, Fenton Hardy says. He says a good detective makes life happen. Yeah. They set up the dominoes and they knock them down. Exactly. He said, what is love got to do, got to do with it, which is not how the song goes, but... That's my guess of the lyrics. And he said, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, he said, hey. hey. Oh, what's, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Fenton Hardy. Yeah, that's... Po poet uh, Laureate. Fenton, Fenton Hardy. That's when uh, he went to the wig shop because he said, I've got four friends. And they're all non-blondes, and I need to change this. And they said, Fenton, baby, what's going on? And that is when he did say, 
hey, 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 yeah. hey. And then the four non-blondes, after their stint at the costume shop, rebranded and released a new album as The Gorillas. The Gorillas. <laughs> Which is uh, Clint Eastwood, of course. A famous Clint Eastwood. I think that's them, right? I'm happy. I'm feeling glad. Isn't that that song? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. My gorilla's knowledge is not very significant. Uh, Neither's significant. mine. Yeah. My, my son is very into gorillas right now, and so occasionally... Interesting. Oh, well, what, are we talking about the band? No. Okay, he's actually into gorillas. Yeah, he beats his chest. He, he does this <laughs> when you say gorillas. It's very cute. Where did he get that from? I are you him. showing him documentaries, or no, did we, he we just randomly... The... I, I did it, but we go to the zoo. Okay, And gotcha. he points them out. Um, but <laughs> when I tried the other day, I'm like, well, I'll show him some footage. And so I search YouTube for gorillas. And I'm yeah. like, there's got to be just some like nature footage of gorillas. Um, and sure, sure enough, there is. But I had to wade through a pile of gorillas music videos. And I'm like, this isn't what I'm looking for. <sighs> That's a shame. I don't, I don't want this. I want a gorilla. I want a silverback. Oh, yeah, you want a silver. You need to show your boy Congo. I think it's about time. The documentary Congo? The documentary Congo, yeah. Hey, stop eating my sesame cake. I'm also trying to think of – oh, Dunstan Checks In is another Oh, see, the problem, with, the problem with Dunstan Checks In is the whole scene where he gets the glass in his hand, and then the little boy has to remove the glass, and it plays this sad music. And, dude, like – it bums me. I'm bummed right now thinking about it. Watch the movie again. I've it's never sad. seen it. Oh, you've never and seen I'm it? And I'm sad now just hearing about this. Oh, man. It's heartbreaking. And then he's got this twin. I don't want to give anything away. I'm not going to give anything away. You need to watch it. But that is like a It's a really sad film. It's a really beautiful movie, too. You'd be shocked. It's a okay. good flick. I'll check it out. You should check it out, John. I'm telling you. It's got Jason Alexander. I think he's got a hairpiece in it, too. It's strange. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's why he doesn't get work anymore. We want bald Jason exile. Jason, I know you're listening, baby. Go bald. But just don't go to Bayport. Because you're not welcome. <laughs> you beat me to it, man. Speaking of bald guys, when we last left them, the boys were in hot pursuit of some bald guys in Northport, and they were headed back to Bayport, and they saw a boat on an island that was a, just a gorgeous boat. Oh, with, yeah. With nice lines. <laughs> and uh, they get a little closer, and it's Chet. Chet's on the boat. So here begins a series of bad decisions that we will call Chapter, chapter 10. Chapter 10. A Narrow, a narrow escape. escape. That's good. That was very good. We were really in sync. Dude, we're on. Well, again, you were in sync. I was not. There's well, no I mean, way yeah. for us to be in sync. What I have to do is close my eyes and try to ignore you so that I can keep <laughs> my pacing, hoping that you'll match with it. Or is it because I have bad rhythm? No, it's just the, the delay of the video chat. If you're saying what I'm saying, I listen to you saying, and I'll slow down. Like I'll be like, chapter 10, narrow, narrow escape. escape. Yeah, because yeah. I'm trying to match you. So I need to suppress that. So just all power through. of these months, I've been setting the rhythm. 
I'm the rhythm section. I'm Blake Lively. I'm setting the rhythm. No, no, no. What you you just said was I'm the rhythm maker and you're matching me. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. That's not what I'm hearing, though. I have to ignore (laughs) you so that I can set a perfect rhythm, a base upon which you delicately dance your synchronization. I'm bringing the rhythm. You're bringing the sync. I'm bringing – yeah, I am very delicate with my dancing. They don't call me old Twinkle Toes Pit for nothing, okay? They call you old Twinkle Toes Pit? Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, I'm sorry. You said they don't call you old Twinkle Toes Pit for nothing. (laughs) I'm TTP. I'm TTP. FM. Did you say FM? FN for nothing. Oh, you – you. I am not for nothing. Oh, no, I see what you're saying now. I'm on yeah, par. Yeah, there it is. I'm there with you. Is. Okay, I got it. Ding, ding. <laughs> got to move at the speed of my dad jokes. It's very hard to move at your speed, Sean. I mean, I should be awarded a medal for even closely keeping up with you. It's a I, tough job. People don't know this, but you're so darn sharp. It's, it's very hard. I set an aggressive rhythm and force <laughs> you to sync yourself up with it. it uh, it's, it's a difficult thing. It's very difficult. It's either Chet or his double, Joe exclaimed. Which immediately I got a ping. You know his double is named Chin. Chet's double chin. <laughs> <laughs> See, look at you. I'm good you. Lasers. <laughs> pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure my eyes weren't playing tricks. Do you suppose he's a prisoner on that schooner? Frank asked. We'll soon find out. Ooh. It's not a schooner. <laughs> it's, it's a, a sailboat. <laughs> like, I'm not going to. Dude, that, I'm upset with myself. When I'm reading, I wasn't even thinking of Tommy Boy. Uh, that's not Tommy Boy. You're right. This is so. Small rats. Small rats, my friend. Yeah. It's small rats. Why did I say Tommy Boy? Okay, now there's just some things you don't talk about on television. (laughs) (laughs) We will soon find out. So here begins – oh, man. This is – it's all bad decisions. I love every bit of it. Um, Yes, it is. So they get close to this anchored vessel, this boat. Chat, cried Joe, making a trumpet of his hands. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> a trumpet of your hands? What is he, Joseph Trumpet Hands? Nice, dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I read that, it was just, it's written so strangely. Like, the phrasing is so weird that I, I literally imagine him MacGyvering his hands into a trumpet. Not just yeah. like, like, if I'm doing this, it's one thing. But the way that this is written, in my mind, it is a working trumpet. There is a mouthpiece installed. It's got spit valves, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I just didn't like it. It made me very angry. I think that's fine when you consider that uh, Leslie, the author, old, old uh, Franklin W. Dixon himself, yeah. was probably on – if this is book four, then it means it's week four of being <laughs> at this cabin for a month – Eating nothing yeah. but the fish he catches every day. He's probably out of fuel. He's, he's got not able mercury to... poisoning at this yeah, part. Yeah, he's not in his cooking life. the yeah. fish anymore. He doesn't have any yeah. firewood left. He's it's this just little gallum. Hallucinating. Like, the chattels, fatsels. 
He's just calling him the, the fat chat. That's a pretty good Smeagol. Not Gollum, Smeagol. I have actually a really good Smeagol that I could also do Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Very similar. Was that and also then, Andy Circus? And he did all the mocap for Meatball? He did or all Meatwad? the mocap for Meatwad, yeah. <laughs> I think he did partial for Master Shake. Very method, method yeah. on it. <laughs> the method Meatball. As, uh, yeah, or Meatwad. Chet Morton. It's Frank and Joe. Are you all right? Cheat! cheat. <laughs> I like to read it as cheat. Cheat! 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 Both boys yell together. Cheat! Morton! C H E dash E dash T. Cheat. I love that they're both just yelling together at the top of their lungs, and then there's this momentary hush fallout, and I imagine in that, in the far distance, you just hear, stop yelling over me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you can't hear me because you're yelling. <laughs> Chad! Yes! Chad! Quiet! <laughs> oh, a momentary hush followed as the Hardys paused for breath. All sounds of activity aboard the schooner ceased. Abruptly, a burly sailor in white duck trousers appeared on deck. And this is where the amount of duck references gets ridiculous. Really? Oh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of ducks in this chapter. Or at least to me there were. And also, okay. you know that man didn't appear. He waddled over. He's oh, yeah. Like, <coughs> that was my duck bad, impersonation. Yeah, that's not bad either. You're Smeagol, you're ducks. ducks. Yeah. If you want to throw these into the accent workshop, I don't want to they overreach, are. but so maybe I, a $50 add-on. It's definitely a $50 add-on. And we'll call the it the cartoon the collection. You'll, you'll get more cartoon sound effects. Yeah. It's not just our, hey, you want to go over to France and sound like you have the right dialect. Oh. Wow. Thank you. I, thank you. I closed yeah. my eyes and okay. I was, hey, I was in Paris. Hey, how you doing? I French. Perrault. <laughs> Want that croissant? Some spaghetti? Arc you know? de Triomphe. Arc de Triomphe. Et si, me familia, you know. That's one familia, that's definitely Spanish or French or Italian. That's the thing. With my accent workshop, you don't know. And you're people chameleon. are like, ooh, you're so mysterious. I don't know where you're from. And you just respond with, we see. And they're just like, whoa, was that English? French and Spanish? And you what have to say, San Luis County. Ooh, look at that. And you say, you like Mascacholi? <laughs> How you doing? I, I'm on the rough. I live on Gravoy. <laughs> Why don't you drive up Higgy? Speaking of French French words, I live in Afton on Gravoy. On Gravoy. Gravois? That is a, we have another one. Everyone calls it Hege because it's H-E-E-G-E, -E, but we call it Higgy. Yeah, Higgy Road, yeah. Yeah, We also have Shoto. Shoto. I call it Chiado. <laughs> we have Shaw. I mean, these are just streets that we have. I mean, Shaw is a bad example of a French word that we're, we mispronounce. 
Yeah, but a Shaw's a part of a cardigan, and cardigans are French. Oh. Yeah. A Shaw's a part of a cardigan? What part of a cardigan? I didn't know a cardigan had parts. I just thought the it was. The collar. Your Shaw. It... You can get a collared Shaw. I could be wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm like 30% sure I'm accurate. Hey, good enough for me. Yeah. And then the other 70% is dark matter. <laughs> Speaking of dark matter, Speaking. what's all the holler? He barked. He Clear cracked. out of here or you'll get in plenty of trouble. How much trouble is plenty? Yeah, that's a good question. And I, I don't know why they're so upset because they're just chilling on uh, on the water right now, right? They're not actually on the schooner. Well, they were yelling. I mean, so it's at night and you're out in the open. Maybe they were in the middle of hot yoga on the deck on the deck of <laughs> on the, the schooner. Deck. That you're not wrong there, but I mean it's daytime. That's like yelling at the the neighbors next it's door because hour. their kids are out. This is well, evening. They just had a, a full day up on Shantytown. You're, you're right. You're right. It is golden hour up in Northport. This but is but the sun's still out. I feel like if the sun's yoga. out, you're allowed to yell. That's like us doing this podcast right now and our neighbors knocking on the door, being like, "Hey." You're going to be a lot of trouble. You know what I'm plenty, saying? Plenty. Plenty of, of trouble. trouble. Yeah. yeah. A plentiful of troubleness. So Joe stands up to retort. But what does Frank do? Frank yanked him down. We should go, he whispered. Let him think he scared us off. To which I thought, yeah. Yeah. Give up your element of surprise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now that Especially they know, Especially in the daytime, or not daytime, but while well, you still have a little bit of sun and you can see. Yeah. But you instead they're like, wait a second. Chet. Let's make a worse decision. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here, play the, ooh, I'm so scared, and drive off and throttle away. I feel like make a worse decision is another great name for this series. Like the Hardy Boys make a worse decision. <laughs> You're not wrong. That is entirely what every book is about, is how can we make an even worse decision that somehow turns out to be the right decision. Or not that it turns out to be the right decision, but they end up stumbling upon the solution. Yeah. Almost by coincidence or happenstance. It's just the universe, man. The universe works out for them. You know, sometimes... You know, it's like in a uh, the Mario mario kart or whatever that mario racing game is when you're in dead last and same with the crash bandicoot ctr crash team racing when you're in dead last your power-ups are always the strongest they can be yeah you get that uh bullet bob you get the bullet bob yeah you, you get uh, the lock on turtle shells like all the great things you only get when you're dead last that's the hardy boys you know yeah. they're always dead last so the universe is just like we gotta help them out we got to do something. I lived my entire life thinking I was pretty good at Mario Kart. And like yeah. when I sit down and play with people, I'm going to finish in first, maybe second a few times. I'm going to clean up. Oh, yeah. And I took this confidence online. Oh, never I, do that. Never do that. And I told myself, I'm just going to play until I get like a top three finish. I don't expect to win. Yeah. And I played for like two hours before I just gave up, having never finished above ninth. Yeah. There was one time where I was in fourth for a little while, and like 
50 <laughs> yards before the finish line, like nine shells hit me and yeah. just the world <laughs> explodes around me and then I finish 11th. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's okay. not worth it, man. Those people are so good at that game. My friend Colin was number like 20 in the world of CTR, Crash Team Racing, the Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot of, racing team. <laughs> number 20 out of how many? <laughs> of probably like 30,000. <laughs> out of 30. Out of 30, yeah. But, dude, he, he would play six hours a day, every day. Like, it was what he did. I was reading and... about the, these League of Legends players oh, that yeah. are being traded from team to team now and signing big, you know, team bonuses to join with someone else. It, get out of here that is what a career choice man baby yeah i remember that game uh so where were we oh so yeah the sleuth's engine roared louder and the boat moved along the shore of the island until the white sails were out of sight it'll be black night out here in a half an hour frank explained then we'll go back and see what's up no, you will not. I underlined C and wrote no because you can't say it'll be a black night. Then we can see. Yeah, and then we'll see what's uh, up. Yes, the stars, if that's what you mean. You will look up and see giant gas, and that's it. We were talking about uh, the repair shop on Netflix just before we started recording. And I'm a big fan of this show, but we were saying drama for the sake of drama, like just to yeah. inflate something. Um, artificially and how neither of us really enjoy that and so the boys daylight faded away leaving in its place broadly sprinkled stars a calm ocean swayed their boat gently rocks along the shore humped up massive shapes in the darkness Mm. now (laughs) frank said softly you don't have to no one is poised you could what you should say is all right i think it's dark enough we can do you want to head back now? Like yeah. That's that's the tone. That's the uh, that's the the composure you want to take into this. Yeah. You don't want to. Why why just be tense for thirty minutes waiting <laughs> for the sun to set and like oh almost almost charge. <laughs> <laughs> they heard that. All right, let's wait another thirty minutes. Yeah. Joe, don't 29. yell this time. he's just sitting there drinking like cup of cup of coffee just (laughs) slamming them joe take it easy on that coffee no he's he's a wrestling character is what he is he's got his (laughs) face painted like the legion of of doom uh now frank said softly so joe took the wheel and throttled the smooth running engine so low that its sound was only a faint hum. Keeping as close to the shore as possible, the sleuth crept toward the anchored schooner. Um, so they get up, they, they pull their boat up next to it. Frank puts his hands out and he feels a rope ladder on the side of this boat. Yeah. Uh, by the way, have you ever been outside at night, like in the woods? Oh, yeah, it's terrifying. But it's not dark. No. Like, you can see a tree. Yeah. Yeah, this this concept of, like, 
them being invisible. But I've never done it. Are they on uh, the ocean? Where are they? Yeah, they're on the ocean. I've never really done the ocean. It's the same thing. It's the moon night. and the stars lighting yeah. stuff up. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I guess you, you would have also a little bit of a bounce off of the water. You'd have a skip bounce of light. Yeah. Really fill in, especially that ladder. with a flag. Yeah, you might want to pull out a Matthews road kit or something and flag that off. Yeah, those road-ready <laughs> flags. Yeah, <laughs> for uh, the ocean. <laughs> yeah, and then you can you can paddle with them, too. Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. I know, right? Uh, a rope ladder, he whispered. I'm going up. I'll follow, said Joe. So they secure their boat, and they uh, they climb onto the uh the the ship here yeah and with that the boys took a break ooh like leaving that. in suspense like that this yeah. is how, this is my life right now it's that <laughs> suspense it's the the middle of the book middle of the chapter middle yeah. of the podcast yeah <sighs> middle of life we're right there in it and we're back Joe so, reached the – oh, go ahead. I was just going to do the same thing. Hit it, baby. Joe reached the top of the ladder and stepped forward. Suddenly, out of the darkness, two powerful arms seized him in a vice-like grip. And a man's sandpaper voice called out, Here, I caught one of them. Where the hell are you? Here. <laughs> Little Batman. Little Batman. I was doing the Cave of Wonders. That's Aladdin. I think that's how it sounds. Enter my mouth. <laughs> that's the line. For yeah. sure. <laughs> Climb down my gullet. Yeah. Do not touch my tonsils. <laughs> uh, I have to imagine that Leslie was writing this in the cabin in the uh, workshop part. <laughs> Because he's got powerful arms and a vice-like grip and a yeah. sandpaper voice and a <laughs> and a table saw brow. I was just about to say, <laughs> and he moved like a jigsaw, <laughs> cutting through a plank. Like a drill press, he pushed on the boys. Yeah, oh my, good ping. Here's another one of my animal ones. Good ball ping. Joe tensed in surprise, then spun around, breaking the grip. He ducked. So that's that's the uh, the other duck. I yeah. was wrong. I flipped through, and this was the only this was the last of the duck references. I blew it out of proportion, like I normally do. It's fine. There were uh, yeah. two. There were two duck references. Yeah, but Sean, do you think it's the end of the animal references? I don't. With all of his strength, he drove upward, his head hitting the midsection of his attacker like a battering ram. Haruken. <laughs> so as the man fell back gasping joe leapt to his feet frank he cried hoarsely hoarse there was no reply <laughs> but a wild clamor rose from the four parts of the deck here he is someone cried out no here another rasped that's me you fool which I, I got a chuckle out of that. I really enjoyed that line. I love that stereotype. 
This is this is like that cartoon where there's just a cloud of dust with like <laughs> yeah. feet and hands poking out of it, and then yeah. the protagonist crawls out of the dust, <laughs> and it, the, the fight continues without them, yeah. but they escape. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. That's, that's the Bugs moment. Bugs always gets out of it, and he's just out there eating a carrot as everyone's still spinning in a circle. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Dak? Which is a terrible Bugs, by the way. I was going to say, we're not going to put Bugs in the accent Bugs is workshop. not a part of the course. Not yet. We do know Mel Blank. Sorry. He's too good. What's Mel's last name? Blank. I'm drawing a... Um. <laughs> terrible. Uh, then Frank's voice, clear voice, sang out, "No use, Joe, overboard." I was hoping you were gonna take that. I was hoping Obviously. you were gonna sing it. You just got Obviously. a good singing voice. Oh, shucks, it, David. It was very clean no and clear. Fooling. My, oh, no fooling. Otherwise, the people would have got "No use, Joe, overboard." That's, just bad beaches. No, it wasn't. Yours was clear and beautiful and pristine, and you actually hit. Correct octaves. Mine you was, know the notes. You were in a high C. conservative seat. and unadventurous. You went for it. I always go for it. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's oh, yeah. artistry. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for noticing. The boys vaulted the rail. As Joe hit the water, another geyser of spray rose several feet from him. <laughs> which makes I me think I know what that you're thinking. They dove into a wild river ride at a theme park. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, my mind was, oh, they said it was a geyser. Maybe Chet was on this boat, and that's him jumping. Nice. Like, he got out. He's out, baby. But no, I digress. The, the boat would have capsized. <laughs> the tsunami. It's like the grenade in the opening of our video. This seems like one of those things. That, uh, I love that, by the way. Yeah, I that know you gr- do. That grenade shot. I'm it's glad one I made, of your it, made a gif of it. I know. I just thought about that and how I haven't used it enough. Um, if they can't see anything, leaping overboard seems dangerous. Oh, yeah. Because somewhere down there is their boat. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you dive over the rail and land on the boat, that's bad for the boat and well, bad for you. I think they're going to be okay here because they have a hammock made out of a cheesecloth that they just so happen to land on. And a rope on. ladder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for all the shards of glass in the bottom yeah. of the boat. <laughs> all the fizzle glass. Harbor thieves, came shouts from the deck. Get them! Uh, they're ringing the bell on the deck. Uh, and then there were two sudden bursts of light accompanied by sharp explosions. Someone was shooting wildly. Ooh. Now, again, it is bright enough for you to know where to aim in general <laughs> it is this is an awful way to judge weather or visibility yeah. but for a weather person to say it's still bright enough to shoot a detective yeah it's not an inaccurate description of this eve i would say that is very correct my friends if you not can find mention... a boat in this light you can shoot a kid <laughs> yeah exactly for some reason, I thought you were going to say you could dodge a bullet. My brain went to dodgeball. If you can, then you can. When you use that rhetoric, it's always, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That was just sad. I'm saying sad when you're ready, you won't have to. Nice. Is that from the movie, or did you just come up with that? 
That's from the Matrix. Are you saying I can dodge bullets? Oh. I'm saying when you're ready, you won't have to. I just watched a uh, it was a futurist show on Disney Plus because they have the whole National Geographic sent- section, and it was called Year Million. And Year Mil- Million is this you know hypothetical year in the future. It's not exactly Year One Million, but it's when we hit this certain technological you know place in life. But it was narrated by Lawrence Fishburne, and Lawrence Fishburne they do something I've never seen before, and it's insanely obnoxious but whenever they're interviewing people like chuck nice is on it and chuck nice is the co-host of neil degrasse tyson's talk show star talk Mm -hmm. so chuck will say something and all of a sudden they kick into the narrator and it's lawrence going i don't think so chuck and then like he's like interacting with all the people who are talking all the interviewees and it's super awkward like it's really weird they, they can't hear him and respond to him Exactly. It's all yeah. happening in post. It's oh. all happening in post. And it's like this written script that all of these idiots thought were like these hysterical jokes. And it's like all these bad jokes. And it is just obnoxious, which it ends up getting a little charming when you hit the last episode. But it's a pretty good series. It's not yes. bad. Yeah. Um, speaking, it's worth of, a watch. speaking of all of that and Disney Plus and, and post production, um, I just bought. Uh, this past weekend, another Quasar Rainbow. I Ooh. got a, I got a two foot. Oh one. yeah. I have the yeah. four foot. I got a two foot one. A little yeah. bit more manageable, better key light. I think. Uh, yeah. Less stronger less punch. spill that you got to deal with. Yeah. Um, but I think the next purchase I'm going to make is an LED wall run by Unreal Engine, just like they shoot the Mandalorian. <laughs> And I feel like <laughs> that as the background of my vlogs and you know, gear tutorial videos, I feel like that's that is actually the right production level. A really good idea that they could actually capitalize on. You know how you buy splash backgrounds for your interviews? It's usually photographers who do it for their portrait backgrounds, but you get a seamless. It's usually like a 12-foot seamless and you roll it down. If you could do that out of just, you know, single diodes and you turned it into like a, a 12 by 12 rollout, oh, that would be next level. I think even just standing in front of a large LED TV um, or even a projector on a white wall, you, you put up a 12 by 12 white seamless. Oh, that's also true, yeah. But you put a projector on it that responds to the movement of the camera. Yeah. Then you're in business, baby. You're definitely in business, baby. My YouTube channel is going to be off the chain. It's it's a cool world we're living in. Uh, this technology will be available to our children if they become filmmakers. Yeah. If hey, they're listeners, our age in 30 years. Listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe to Colonel Sean on YouTube. Oh, yeah. He just put up a new Hit video for the first button. time and like – Four or five weeks, it's there's finally a new video up. I watch I, your videos, Sean. I, I'm I'm genuinely shocked by that. Why I are you would, shocked by I, that? I would not think that you would a be checking YouTube uh, well, and I, be I, I'm following sub- me. I'm subscribed to you, so I know when you have a new video up. Does it like email you or something? I get the phone. I guess they're called push push notifications. Okay. Your, your phone lights up and says, "Yeah, Sean. Sean just started talking again." And now you- <laughs> yeah. And then I saw that it was the thumbnail for the uh, David Bowie 
Yeah, so, the Santa photo. The Santa photo, yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, I have, I have got to watch this later today. Ah, uh, Santa photo. Yeah, it, I am still shocked by the ingenuity that you, you and your brothers have. It, it was a very smart photo. Very we we well had done. some we had some creative confines, and, I, yeah. and we went through no shortage of ideas on on how to play within the limitations of a Zoom call. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and it's tough to 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 pick something like that because we were trying to think. We wanted to be one person so that everyone's everyone's face could be a part of the face, like we could, you know, mm-hmm. like like we did. We we created someone by each person playing a quarter of the face. Yeah. But there's not that many like iconic photographs that would be recognizable because it's just a face. Right. And so the the Bowie had the the paint uh streak on his face, which is iconic and that lets us all have something to do. But like even like you couldn't ad- like even like doing like President Lincoln or something like that, like You'd have to get matching top hats and oh yeah, it'd be a whole be a, thing. Yeah, but even still, it wouldn't be like that. Like it would just be Lincoln. It wouldn't be like that photo of or painting of Lincoln, right? Um, and so it's hard to find like what we were looking for. And I I can't think of another example other than David Bowie uh, and that album I agree. cover. It's because it's iconic. And what's yeah. cool about it? The reason I liked it so much is because. It's done over Zoom, which became what I think will be something iconic and is this current moment in life. It is what got most of these people through Corona and, you know, Thanksgiving and all their holidays and seeing their family to where you'll look at it and it brings you back to that time. Oh, yeah. Which this is, is it's, hopefully it's this is really something cool. we it's never very forget. historic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think looking back in the aggregate, it'll be very easy to say, oh, yeah, and that was 2020 when exactly and, uh, yeah we couldn't see anybody yeah you'll know the exact year of what it was so it'll be like the most special one of we had to do it this way yeah because santa's cool santa's cool with us and we had the opportunity if my little brother had come in town from seattle yeah to like go somewhere and do a photo with santa in person but we'd always limited ourselves by the photo has to be taken at the mall in like the little we need to like retrofit everything into that mall Santa set, <laughs> yeah. and the photo has to be taken with the mall's camera, um, which is a fun. Challenge. Like we don't Photoshop anything, like yeah. yeah, and and it's not like hey, we'll do a cool scene where we all go to this building and it's gonna look like, like that would be easier than what yeah. we've chosen to do, and so this year having this other limitation of like well now. <laughs> We we don't want to go to the field now. We don't want to you know dress up like auto mechanics and go to a you know car repair shop and pose there. Yeah, and it's easy. What do we do instead? So I'm 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 okay with it. You should be okay with it. I I think it's actually one of my favorites. I think the the biggest challenge was trying to walk Santa through <laughs> how to zoom properly and how to frame himself because he was in <laughs> I on know his, that on, game on his screen. He wasn't in this the. Uh, bottom right corner he was somewhere else and so it didn't make sense for him to put his face into the corner which he needed to i didn't think of that oh yeah yeah screen placement we would be different some, we had some issues so it was it you were. just directing everyone of where to put their face it was jesse directing everyone because oh. i i was positioned in a way where i couldn't see my screen 
yeah. with the preview on it. So Jesse was coaching me <laughs> and everyone else because when I turned to look at the screen, I was then out of uh, yeah. sync with the with the move. So that is so funny. It's a good time. Oh yeah. And we're back. Uh, so they jump in the water, they swim, they get to the sleuth, and they start driving away. Finally, uh, whoo, they must have been on deck watching. Anyhow, Frank reported, I found out what we wanted to know. That wasn't Chet, but a boy who looks a lot like him. How do you know? First of all, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. The it's fact that Chet. all of this was done just because they saw... <laughs> Somebody with a stocky build. Yeah. Oh, did you see that fatty Chet alert? Yeah, that was old chin. Uh, old double old chin. Fat double. Yep. Ridiculous. Uh, Ridiculous. How do you know? He tackled me. I said, Chet, it's Frank. But he hung on tightly. That's when I yelled for you to go over the side. Did he say yeah. anything? He looked me in the eyes and he kept saying, kiss me, kiss me. <laughs> smart like uh, I, I imagine though that still this might be chet and he was in distress maybe his mouth was you know taped and he was trying to grab him like hey help me help me and that's when frank's like oh and it looks like him but chet wouldn't be grasping on to me after he's been kidnapped and delirious that is exactly what i think yeah right? i think it was chet but Given the simple nature of these books, I feel like they won't take advantage of that easy no. loophole. Yeah. It's it's going to not be Chet. Yeah, but. it will be Chet's double. And Chet will put him behind bars, and they'll have one of those moments where they like both lift their hands up at the same time. They're kind of like mimicking each other. <laughs> that that kind of music's playing. I forget what it's called. The, oh, man. Ther Therum? The Theremin? Theremin, thank you. Yeah. I love that instrument, by the way. It's not utilized enough anymore. Do you have one? No, I almost bought one. I'm just not uh, talented. Christmas is coming. I might actually get one. I thought about getting a harmonica because I want to learn how to play music and read notes and actually get rhythm because I love music so much. And I was like, I should know how to play. And harmonica seems like a pretty easy instrument to pick up. I actually like the harmonica. I like blues. So that might be uh, something I do soon. I would recommend against the harmonica for your first instrument. Oh, okay. and I say that I say that because um, I am an average musician. Yeah, I can play guitar, bass, saxophone, a little bit of piano. It upsets me. Drums. I'm so jealous. I mean, guitar and bass are the same thing, um, but. I can also play O Susanna on the harmonica, and on yeah. a few occasions I've tried to really learn harmonica. It's difficult because of how it's tuned and because it's so hard to play just one note. Like, Oh, yeah, to hit the small little hole. Yeah, like you by default blow through several of the holes, and so it's difficult to be precise. And so if you're trying to learn music and stuff like that, it's a very inaccurate instrument. Uh, so I would recommend, as childish as it sounds, a recorder. It's a great place to start. You learn a couple notes. You learn a little scale. You can emulate yeah, uh, some. I can still do hot cross buns. There you go. That's you're you're not wrong. Actually, that's a that's a good idea. It's I also like five recorder. bucks. Yeah, I haven't played recorder in like twenty years, but I bet I could still play the theme from Jurassic Park on it. 
I haven't played piano in a long time, but I can guarantee it, I could still play the Halloween theme song and Numb from Linkin Park. And Clocks by Coldplay. I mean, not the full song, but just the, the melodies. Yeah, the, the recognizable part. Or the... I don't know how Clocks goes, but it's similar to that. I know that sounded more like Halloween. I will learn. I will learn. I will learn music, Sean. Dave will learn instrument, Sean. Don't let me talk you out of the harmonica. I'm just saying I feel like you'll meet less resistance and have an easier journey. No, I think you're right. I don't know how to... I, I did guitar when I was a kid, but I never learned guitar. I learned tabs. That's all I learned. Oh, really? So I learned tabs can, and chord You can notation. read music, though, right? That was from saxophone, and I was able to bring those in. But like, if you put music notes in front of me, I cannot play them on the guitar at speed. Oh. I, I can figure them out. Yeah. I can't I can't like sit down and play you a song written on okay. sheet music. I feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah, I had the whole Led Zeppelin tab booklet. Yeah. So I could only play the opening to Stairway just because I wanted to go to Guitar Center and play Stairway so I could reenact Wayne's World. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Guitar Center was just, awesome. went out of, just went bankrupt. Oh, <gasps> no. Just, just declared bankruptcy. Those I, turds. Last January, I bought a, a bass guitar finally. I've always wanted a bass guitar. Yeah. And I bought one finally and got a good deal on it. Uh, I probably could have gotten a lot better of a deal if I just waited a year. That's very true. Man, what a bummer. I wish I would have gone up and got something at like uh, 60% you might, you off. You might still be able to. I, I don't, I'm going to look into it. I read it. that they went bankrupt, but yeah, don't know the, the details. Yeah, I can get some sort of musical instrument from there if they're still open. I'll check their online store because I'm sure that's all discounted too. Yeah. I'm sure they got a lot of stock. Um, let's see here. So, so the boys... just started the motor and open throttle all the way. So the sleuth just shoots heads, off. Heads back to Bayport. They pass Shantytown. They see the fires and they're like, no, no more stops tonight. Yep. Frank said with a chuckle. <laughs> so they go home and they tell, uh, tell Aunt Gertrude what happened and their mother. They go get changed. Uh, they find out that Fenton left town this afternoon. Yep. So he, that means he's getting kidnapped. He's checking out of state clue on the bank robbery. Um, oh, I actually love this part. So, uh, well, we thought we saw Chet on a schooner, Frank began, as he cut into a generous slice of roast beef. Only it wasn't Chet, Joe said, and helped himself to a baked potato. Then I imagine we go back to Frank... And now his slice of roast beef is even more generous. So each time we keep coming back, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Just like in Scary Movie 3 with the hat. Do, Do you, you like roast this? beef? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to hear something controversial? Yes, I do, David. Sean... I love Arby's. <laughs> I love Arby's roast beef so much. I love their cheese sticks, and I love their roast beef. When people talk about roast beef, they always talk about Lion's Choice. And I know we're talking about fast food roast beef. I hate it. I think Lion's Choice is terrible. I really? am a roast beefsman, but it must be Arby's, and I need the Arby's sauce. So, I mean, I don't like the deli meats roast beef. I don't think that tastes good. I like a hot Arby's roast beef, yeah, which is not shaved. roast beef. I don't know what it is. I it's think a it's, weird it, meat. I think it's roast beef adjacent. 
It's yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah. It's got a weird color to it that is is so strange and it's like a a roast the, their roast beef has the texture of turkey from the deli. It's just this like slimy ultra yeah. smooth beef. If you look closely, you can sort it. of see the rainbow oil reflected in it. <laughs> yeah. The chromatic aberration <laughs> of roast beef. <laughs> of roast beef. <laughs> see, I was thinking like a generous slice of roast beef as someone who also likes roast beef and who likes Arby's and Lion's Choice. Good man. Um, I don't think a generous slice would be good. I think what makes it good is thin. Is the thinness? Yeah. I, I could agree with that. Like if it's a half an inch, like a ham, a piece of ham, you can have a little thicker, but roast beef, I don't want to chew. I don't want to yeah. chew on a, a wad of roast beef. No, thank you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Another uh, meat that I want thick and generous is lamb. I wonder if it's all the ams that are better off thick. Ham and lamb. Ham and lamb. Sam. And- Man <laughs> and man, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so the boys go out and they start piecing together the soda bottle fragments. Oh uh, yeah! Until it uh, it is clear <laughs> yeah. that it's a fizzle bottle. Yeah, they go up to their lab and they decide to take all the fragments and use putty. So it is this constructed putty bottle now. Dude, you're gonna love repair shop. I know I am, but my thing this is... This is the kind of thing they do. Which is awesome, but if you're just trying to read the label of the bottle, why There's are you going to go through all ways this time? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you are you are putting the bottle together. They're turning... What's the Japanese... Uh, they use gold. They use gold to uh, uh, remake, like, broken pottery. It's, like, not kabuki, but it's... Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a Japanese art where you repair things with gold. That's what it reminded me of. Of like, yeah, that's definitely what you should do if it's a showpiece. Yeah, if you're trying to figure out what it says, you could probably just lay them next to each other. Yeah, I imagine their fingers are just all bloody by the end, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The glass is just stained red. (laughs) Yeah, Joe looks at his hands, and in his hands it's just imprinted fizzle. So Uh, here they go drawing conclusions again. Yeah, bad conclusions. This is the Hardy Boys uh, embrace another coincidence is the name yeah. of this chapter. <laughs> but so they, they figure out like, oh, it's a fizzle bottle, you know, where uh, Harry's confectionery in Northport. The owner said that the bald man bought several <laughs> bottles of fizzle. And then we get this question. You mean he might have been the one who left the broken glass in the sleuth? Yes. Not only that, he might have done it while helping to steal our boat. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he didn't just walk by, pick the lock on your boathouse, chuck a glass bottle in there, and leave. Yes, he was stealing it. Whoever. Yeah. This is this happened at the same time. <laughs> These boys, man, they are just such dinguses. Ugh. Have mercy, poor dudes. Uh. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, then we, we just get into giant name drops of um, they're putting all they're just like the glass bottle. They're they're sticking all these pieces together with putty. They're yeah, saying, dude, you know, we've got perfectly the soda with the, the postcards ties them to the kidnapping with Chet. Yeah, um, this person was here at a certain time. So he's probably involved in the bank robbery. 
And don't forget about the postcard business, which may tie him in with the kidnapping of Chet and Biff. Exactly. And then there's Ben Stark, the pilot of the Black Cat, which, by the way, came down from Northport the day of the bank robbery. Is he linked with both cases? And is his pal Sutton? And where do the fights at Shantytown fit in? This is the dialogue. Find and out it, next week. Yeah. Again, it's, it seems like it is being read by the narrator of Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, 1950s show here. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> But we are getting close to a part that I actually really like because, Sean, we might have a new throw pillow. Yeah. Uh, so after all this, Joe says, you know, hey, maybe our hunches are on the wrong track. After all, Fizzle could be sold in other places besides Northport. And we have no proof the bald guy left the bottle in the sleuth. There to which, we go. I, before we get to the, the next line, I paused at that and thought, yeah, you never have proof. <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's never stopped you before. That was the entire... It's like, not their MO. Fenton in chapter one of book two yeah. said Felix Snapman is the guy. Now yeah. we just need to piece everything together. I have a hunch about this. Same with old Red Jackley. Yeah. And yeah. so the, this idea of, but we don't have any proof. Like, yeah, it's never stopped you before. <laughs> but, uh, but go ahead. Give us the pillow. Don't be a pessimist, Frank begged. Remember what Dad says. Persistence is just as important as cleverness in detective work. And I read this and thought there are no shortage of bad cops. Yeah. Who murder innocent people, um, minorities at a disproportionate rate. Um, Pulled David over saying he stole a Saturn Ion multiple of multiple times because I have long hair and I drive around in pajamas. Yeah. And to to empower one of these officers with, hey, you don't have to be clever. Just be persistent. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like dangerous <laughs> advice. So once again, it's in the, the margin, best worst advice ever in the margin, I wrote defund the police. <laughs> just, just stop. Stop telling them we don't need clues. Boys, just be clues persistent. are for losers. If you just keep I – mean, and that's great psychology too. You just keep hammering someone so hard and so much, eventually they'll say they did this thing. It this will is, happen. And that's been the hardy boys of them just saying, no, you did this. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Did I? It's just consistent. Jail. And jail. And it's jail. gone. <laughs> The uh, the advice, it's easier to get forgiven than it is to get permission. Yes. You may have heard before as a For filmmaker. filmmaking. Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel like there's a related thing for bad police where it's like it's easier to just shoot people <laughs> than to do real detective work. <laughs> oh, that is, that is very true. That's very sad. Sadly, I feel like it's if we put sad. that on a pillow, it would sell. Oh, yeah, definitely sell. Are you kidding me? Oh, God. We could sell them to the police, too, because they would say yeah, that's, that's good advice. Yeah, that's I know. <laughs> Just the bad apples. Just the bad apples. Just the bad apples, yeah. Keith. Just the bad apples. The worms. The wormy oh, ones. Speaking of, Chief Colic at this moment calls them. Glad to Ooh. find you home. Maybe you can help me. We have a man down here been brought in for stealing. He seems to think you and Joe can clear him. 
Joe and I? repeated Frank, astonished. Why, what's his name? What does he look like? He's a big, strong fella. A stevedore. Calls himself Alf. You know, he looks like a big, fuzzy anteater. Dipped in Cheeto dust. <laughs> says his name's Donnie. <laughs> so what is a, uh, a stevedore, Sean? I, you... I did not take the time to look it up yet. You Let did me... not take the time to look it up. Steve I'm Jobs. very Steve interested Forbes. in this. Steve Dor, a person employed or a contractor engaged at a dock to load and unload cargo from ships. Big strong fellow. Yeah, that would fit. That fits. That works. Yeah. He I'm looks curious like what the etymology of that is. Stevedor. Where does Stevedor come from? Uh, it looks like Spanish. Uh, estivar is to stow cargo, and in Spanish, Estivador. Ah. And then they that just got changed to Stevador. Nice. We should find in uh, a phone book, if those are still around, or the white pages, we should find someone whose last name is Dor and call them and say, hey, if you have a kid, name him Steve. We should Steve Alf Dor, and he'll go by Steve A. Dor. Steve Dor. That's good. Not Steven. That's I will good. not I will not have a child named Steven. He is Steve and that's on his birth certificate. <laughs> You're just Steve. <laughs> well, stay tuned for our next episode when we call someone <laughs> named Dor. <laughs> I think I actually played hockey with someone whose last name was Dor and he's probably a year older than me, which means he's probably about ready for kids. So, Ethan Dor I think was his name. I, uh, my first grade teacher was Mrs. Dorr, um, who, when I was in first grade, I think oh, she yeah. was 200. Pounds? So she's probably or years old, years old. So yeah. she's probably too old for kids at this point, but Hey, it's 2020. It's 2020. Yeah. You don't know with technology. Yeah. And the I'm not here to tell anyone. The longevity of a life goes on so long now. I'm not here to tell anyone when or when they couldn't or shouldn't have kids. Yeah. You gotta and believe. Can't she be in the ground and still used as a surrogate? Thank you. Th I know. That's what I'm saying. Sean, I've been saying it for years. You okay. You've said that I, at the end of every episode. She I've never doesn't known identify why. as dead. <laughs> Everyone knows this about Mrs. Dorr. <laughs> My pronouns are he and dead. <laughs> yeah. it's She's dead as a door. Ah, don't identify don't you dare. what her living status is. <laughs> dead as a doornail. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> dead as a doormail. Which was, I was just looking that up, actually, for some reason. Uh, dead as a doornail. And I, I forget, what was it in? Oh, no, it was, a, it was a Mark Forsyth book. And he wrote a book on etymology, and he wrote a book on rhetorics. And he talks about the... Uh, dead as a doornail and it was, it was fascinating but i can't recall it right now huh so yeah you should read it though so it's, it's a good book right here hey by your count this was episode 98 99 i believe sean did we do two i thought it, last time we talked about it, it was 97 oh maybe it was oh no maybe we had done oh, that's i thought right. we were recording 98 
when we I, said I, that. I th- oh, okay. I thought chapter 10, or it could be the chapter 10 review is 100. That makes sense. And this was just chapter 10. Yeah. So the next one is the yeah. big one oh. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you free on Saturday? Yeah. Let's record on Saturday, my friend. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Episode 100. Episode 100. Uh, and apologies to the listeners. This episode's posted a little bit late. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Sorry about that. But yes, send me send me your audio file, David. I'll sew them up and uh, we'll put people this thing will have out it there. today. Thank you for your patience, listeners. We oh, yeah, you. we definitely owe you. And it's, 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 a, it's a little longer one, too, just for you guys. Yeah. And everything that added length to this was absolutely aligned with your interests. Uh, <laughs> it kept good pace. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're pacemen. This was. This was an hour and eight minutes of perfect content. I agree with you. Plus an ad that we still haven't re-recorded in a while that's, I think, way too long. Oh, yeah. you mean five-minute long, five long ad? I told you I was listening to the first episode, and I saw that it was like 30-something minutes. And I was like, I thought all the episodes were 20 minutes. Like we were at like 25 or 26. All of them say 30. And then I realized, oh, that's because we have a five-minute ad. Nice. <laughs> well, hey. Let's end this podcast and re and, and record an ad real quick. A new ad. And with okay. that, the boys oh, end no. of the podcast. You, no, you did not. What? Oh, my God. I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> Man, if uh, you you could just go full Tanya Harding on me right now and just, you know, club me in the kneecap. And we can talk about that when we get to the recap. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nicely done, Sean. 